Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes, (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. Today we have a truly inspiring guest with us. Joining me is Rona Bassett, a remarkable mindset coach for women. Rona is renowned for her transformative approach to personal development and has dedicated her career to empowering women to overcome their challenges and unlock their full potential. Today, Rona will share her own journey through personal challenges, including health struggles and the pursuit of self-improvement. We'll dive into how she turned her adversities into stepping stones for her career in mindset coaching and how she helps women reshape their thoughts and beliefs to lead more fulfilling lives. So whether you're struggling with procrastination, low self-esteem, or just looking for that push to make a significant change, this episode is for you. Stay tuned as we explore the power of mindset and personal growth with the incredible Rona Bassett. Thank you so much, Rona, for joining me today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really glad to be on today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Yes, because I'm all about the mindset. And to be honest with you, um, in my sobriety, in my early early phases of recovery, I actually sought out a mindset coach. And because I didn't know any like recovery coaches or like sobriety coaches out there. So it was all about like the mindset coach. So uh, can you just start by telling us a little bit about your journey and your personal development and mindset coaching? Okay, well, my journey, I would say my personal development journey started quite a while, a while back in my life when I was a lot younger, when I was in my 20s, I started looking into personal development. But I think, um, unfortunately for me, what I did was uh, for me to really get deep into my personal development, I waited till I kind of hit rock bottom. So I was really in a kind of difficult place. Um, I was not well, I was ill and I suffered from anemia. And... You know, I remember not like walking down the road and not being able to walk a couple of steps. And like all of a sudden I couldn't breathe and I was out of breath. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, I I thought it was down to like I was just unhealthy and, you know, I needed to lose some weight. And that was that was my thing. And then when I finally went to the doctor, them saying to me, you've got anemia. 
and you um, you need to start taking some iron tablets. And it's really funny because when I when they gave me the prescription, by the time I got home, they called me and said to me, Rona, you're going to have to triple the dose because your levels are so low. Um, I think there was supposed to be about 12, 14, mum, something like five. If you don't take these tablets, you're going to end up having type of blood transfusion. So I literally had to, you know, really, really get into it and really start looking after, looking after myself. And then after that, you know, I went from having anemia to then getting fibroids. And then when I had fibroids, I coped with that situation for two years. So I, I went through terrible, terrible, terrible menstrual cycles. We're talking menstrual cycles, three weeks out of a month opposed to one week out of a month. And, but I coped with it. So I did it for like two years. I coped with this, coped with this, coped with this. And I remember, I think I was watching some television show and there was a, it was about hospital and they talked about women who suffered from um, some type of toxic syndromes because of using tampons and the way they're using it. And me thinking to myself, I need to deal with this. So I went to the doctor and they said to me, your fibroids are massive. They're the size of three grapefruits. And basically um, we can do one of two things. We can blast them, but they'll come back or we can give you a hysterectomy. And I took the latter because it was like, I just needed it to be gone. It, I was going through and mentally what I was going through was as bad, if not worse than what I was going through physically. Um, you know, not fe feeling that I couldn't sit down anywhere. And like, I, I was working in a place where when I had a meeting, I would show up late for meetings so that when they had all the chairs set out, I would stand up because I was so afraid I was going to soil myself and all that kind of thing. So it really did take a really big toil on my life. And I remember after that situation and actually having the hysterectomy thinking, this is a solution. This is the answer to my dreams. After I have this, it will be okay. It was absolutely not because I had the hysterectomy and then all of a sudden it was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be, I, you know, I made the idea that I was going to be able to have the hysterectomy and not have children. It was a planned thing. But then when I had it, it was like, oh, you're never going to be able to have kids again. That's not, it's not going to happen. I didn't have children. I was still of childbearing age, you know, so it, it just, it just, it went from bad, bad to worse in my eyes at the time. And I really, really had to start looking at where I was and just uplifting myself because I, I, I got into a small depression after I had my hysterectomy and it was about like uplifting myself and bringing myself out of that um and that's when I started doing things like affirmations and um, incantations and things like that like just using that to try to get myself moving and um physically and mentally and when when I did that um it kind of like really changed my life around completely changed my life around and it was about the seeing and the believing and what I thought of myself and I kind of used my problem to bring me into a different stage because I became a mindset coach for women because of what I went through you know I, I wouldn't have the the kind of go in me to do what I'm doing if I hadn't gone through what I went through so I kind of have used my adversity to take me to another step which is kind of what I do with women I work with the clients I work with I take you know I talk to them about what they've been through and let's see if that can be something you know instead of it making making it be like it's it's like um it's it's something that's negative that's happened to you use it as a positive and make it your focus make it into something that can actually change your life and uplift you so when I when I work with a lot of my clients it's a lot of my clients are women I do work with women 
and I work with women that have gone through a certain amount of adversity. And it doesn't necessarily have to be health because I have worked with women who have gone through divorce or they've gone through like some type of poverty, things like that. But a lot of it is focused on just saying, well, okay, you and you are not the adversity. You know, I remember being, having my hysterectomy and thinking, okay, that's it, that's who I am. I'm a woman who can't have children. And you know, having to expand and see further than that. And a lot of women, when they go through what they go through, they become the adversity. And it's like, well, you're not the adversity. This is something that's happened to you and you have to move on with it. So it's about moving on with it and trying to get through life with it. Wow, yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. My mom actually had fibroids too. And I remember her stomach would swell up uh, very bad. And then another friend of mine actually had them and she said it was like the most painful experience she's ever ever, ever had a dealt with in her life. So yes, thank you so much for sharing that. And then yes, helping women, you know, not only going through like health challenges, but like you said, divorces. And you know, like I said, for me, it was like trying to figure out like, who am I, you know, who is Gina here after, you know, <laughs> during my sobriety, I should say. And so I really love mindset coaches because it is here. <laughs> what we yeah, still, how we talk to ourselves and everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, I find that as women, what we do is everybody else is going through their stuff and we're like, we're the first to cheer them on. Oh no, this can happen for you. You can do better. But when it comes to cheering ourselves on, we take a completely different approach, you know? Um, and I, I kind of take a lot of my clients kind of, I go back and I'm like, okay, let's start to think about what we're thinking about. What's, what, what's actually going through our minds? So we talk about things like our first thoughts of the day, what we are thinking about. You know, one of one, one thing I particularly tell my clients to do is um, throughout the day, three times in the day, just stop and think about what you think about. Just stop and think about what's going on in your mind. I mean, and what happens is like, you can get in the shower, like say you're going to take a shower, you're thinking about, oh, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do when I get to work? How long is it going to take for me to get on the bus? And, you know, your mind's going so many miles and, you know, so many miles a minute and you're not focused on just taking your shower and getting clean. You know what I mean? We don't we don't live in the now. So um, I do a lot of work around thoughts, a lot of work around beliefs and the limiting beliefs a lot of us have in ourselves because, you know, we can talk ourselves out of things so easily. We don't, we don't need, you know, a lot of people can say to us, well, no, that's not a good thing to do. And that's not a good thing to do, but we can do it to ourselves the best. We really do. We really, really can. But then we will talk other people into doing things to change their lives and to be better. We, we, we support our partners. We support our children. We support our parents. We support our friends. We support our work. We're always supporting other people but we're not supporting ourselves. And it's about us having our cup, you know, full, making sure that our cup is always full, you know, because we are, women are massive givers. We give and we give and we give, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're giving with a cup and your cup is getting empty and more empty and more empty, even what you're giving is not as substantial as it would be if you gave with a full cup. So it's about making sure that you're able to give with that full cup. Yes, absolutely. And that is definitely something that you probably see a lot of women coming to you saying, hey, how, how do I put myself first? Because here, you know, they have different, they wear many hats, their wife, their mother, their friend, the sister, daughter, and they're trying to please everybody. But what about them? You know, they, they should come first, because if they're happy and feeling good, then everyone else around them will then benefit. Are there any other common challenges you see women um, coming to you for? 
Oh, um, well, mostly those are those are, mostly those are the challenges I deal with. Women that come to me deal with those particular challenges, but it's it's about, I mean, their lives and actually structuring their lives. Some of them are so like they're so they they've got absolutely no idea where they're going. You know, I've 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 had clients who are like, well, I'm just stuck in this. I, I've got no choice. They they honestly believe they have no choice, and it's like you do have a choice. And you can find your choice and you can find your voice and you can find who you are to develop into the woman that you want to be. Um, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of my clients, um, they find it really difficult to take any type of compliment. So, so far less them complimenting themselves. So they, they, if you say something to them like, oh, you've got really pretty eyes or you've got, oh, no, no, no. They kind of bat it back, bat it back. And that's, so if you're batting it back from me, what are you saying to you yourself? Are you able to say to yourself that you're beautiful? Are you able to say to yourself that you've got nice eyes or that you've got, and a lot of them are not. They're not. And we, we, we go through those type of practices of looking in the mirror and saying nice things about yourself. And I remember I had a client and um, I said to her, what do you do to just like to chill out and enjoy? And she said, I don't do anything. I said, well, what do you like doing? And she said to me, well, I like washing my hair. So I said to her, well, okay, when you wash your hair, let's just make a big thing of it. So you like have scented candles around and maybe you um, run a bath while you're doing it or, you know, something just to make it feel, make you feel better about yourself. Because I think a lot of the times we're so busy doing, 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 doing for other people. We don't do anything to make us feel better about ourselves. I remember I just enjoyed like the rain, the like the rain shower, you know, <laughs> just coming down. I just imagine like, oh, me and like some type of tropical area where the warm water is coming down, hitting my face. And, you know, you can use your imagination a lot, too. And it's just how you just yeah. kind of like take on and kind of appreciate what you're doing at that moment. Instead of having to think about, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, traffic, you know, how am I going to get to work? Different yeah different things that pop in our head because we want to make our mind our best friend not our enemy because the enemy will th there's chatter in there I'm telling you <laughs> that chatter how can someone get rid of that chatter we have I think over I think they say over 70 thoughts 700 no 70,000 thoughts per day um and you're gonna think thoughts that's you know regardless of whatever you're gonna think thoughts but it's about putting those thoughts that you want to into your mind as I said, I, I talk about um, I talk about things like um, thinking about what you're thinking about. So first of all, being being a bit aware of your own thoughts. So starting to get that awareness. So you know, stopping three times a day and thinking about okay, what am I thinking about today? But also, I think we get a lot of um, negative thoughts coming to us, and there are I talk about different approaches that you can use to try to deal with some of your negative thoughts and one of the approaches I I, I talk about is basically um a, a mentor of mine said he said he said something like thanks for sharing so the thought comes and you say okay well thank you for that you know Rona you can't do this because you're not strong enough to do well okay thank you for that but I'm doing it anyway you know yeah. a lot of people a lot of people will use um certain words like delete so if, if a negative thought comes into their mind they're like delete or they're like no or they'll just use a kind of cutoff word they know their cutoff word and they use that to cut off their thought and um, sometimes right at the beginning I remember when I used to have a negative thought come into my mind I used to shake my head so I literally used to kind of like shake it out so it was a physical kind of thing I was doing to get rid of it you know that there are so many different strategies people can use to be dealing with their thoughts but 
I, I'm telling you, initially, it's about paying attention to what you're thinking about. Because sometimes we have these negative thoughts and we're not paying no attention to them. So we just go in ahead and doing what they're telling us and we're not paying any attention. It's, it's almost like we believe the thoughts are in control of us. So we're just following through because what happens is whatever we think about, you know, whatever we believe and whatever we think about, we will then act on. That's what we do. That's what our actions will lead to. And it's about starting to look at some of those thoughts and starting to go back. And it's, it's, it can be really difficult because if you've been spending the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, just going on day by day, you know, just like a robot. And then all of a sudden you've got to stop and think it can be really, really, it can be a bit of a chart, a bit of a chore for you. So it's about being able to take that and say, okay, this is what I'm going to start to do. Yeah, the awareness is a big part of it, you know, just to observe this thought, why am I even having this thought? Where is it coming from? Where is it stemming from? And, and, And if we start talking better to ourselves, we will then take on our day even like, we'll have an incredible yeah. day. I know for myself <laughs> and self-confidence was always a big one too. Um, and it is a crucial aspect of personal development. Don't get me wrong. It is very big. Can you share some effective techniques that you use to help women boost their, their self-confidence? Well, um, with self-confidence, I think, um, as I say, you know, a lot of it to me is to do with thoughts and beliefs and, how where they come from so a lot of it is about awareness because a lot of women they have um a lot of low self-esteem around being able to do certain things but they have that which is built in them so it's a negative belief they have had from way back and what people don't realize is when you have a belief whether it's right or wrong you will act on that belief whether it's right or wrong, it could be you you could say i can do it you could say i can't do it either way you're going to act on what you're going to do. And it's about looking at where some of them stem from. Um, when I first started my business, um, a lot of my negative beliefs around money and things like that all stemmed from like my family and what my family said about having money and what I was hearing when I was young. And then, it, you know, you kind of, you, 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 you kind of follow it through. And sometimes a lot of those things are followed through. Um, I never thought I'd be able to be a, a motivational speaker and a, a personal speaker in front of people because it was just like, you know, something that you just, oh no, you don't do that. It's not something that you do. And, you know, in some, some, in some occasions, um, it was even considered a bit rude to be thinking that you knew better than other people and you could come and share. But I see what I do as more like sharing my knowledge and sharing what I've learned and what I've gone through to help others as opposed to dictating to others. You know what I mean? So it was very, um, it's very much about where some of your negative beliefs stem from, finding out where they stem from, recognizing them. Is it because you've had a bad, like a negative experience or a negative memory, or is it a generational thing that's come from family or the group that, that the, the, the environment that you're living in? Where, where is it coming from? And actually taking stock of that kind of thing. Yes. Cause I even remember when I was in elementary school, like, you know, I was, I was a cute little girl. (laughs) I would wear little dresses, you know, and little shoes. And, and then like, Mm -hmm. as I was approaching like fifth grade, and then some of the sixth grade girls would say, Oh, you're conceited. You know, I didn't even know what that word meant. I had to like, look it up in the dictionary. And I was like, what does conceited mean? Like, you know, I'm just trying to be myself. But then once I discovered what that was, and then I had, I felt like I changed, like, I didn't want to be thought that way. And so I literally stopped wearing dresses I was wearing like more 
pants and tennis shoes and like just shirts and like hats because I feel like I needed to hide because I feel like I needed to please people. Now I know mm-hmm. women struggle through through this even to this day. Like as adults, you know, women are just like, oh, I'm, I I worry about what other people think. What would you just What would you say to a woman who is thinking those thoughts? Worrying about what other people think. It's been, a t- you know what? It's a, it's a challenging thing. It's very challenging. I started my business about two years ago. And I remember when I went on social media, I, I struggled with like coming out on social media and being able to express myself the way I want to express myself. But it's about knowing what it is you want to do and why it is you want to get there. And if your reason why is strong enough, you know, and if your reason why is basically about developing yourself and being the best person you want to be, if that's your reason why, then it doesn't really matter what other people think. What other people people think is none of your business. I mean, unfortunately, we got social media and everybody decides that they got opinion about everything. Everybody has an opinion about every. You can go on social media and say something. It's one thing for people to disagree with you, but people won't just disagree. They'll disagree and then they'll criticize you and all that. And people are going to do that. That's what they're going to do. They're going to start picking like, oh, you the one with the glasses on, you saying that, you know what I mean? They'll start having a dig at you personally and not what you have said. Um, and it's about, we, we live in a world, unfortunately, where that is that is the case. It shouldn't be happening, but it is the case and it is happening. And um, people have to be able, they have to, to be able to share who they are and be the people they are. And so and I think what it does is what you have to do is you have to start with you. You start learning about yourself. You become more self-aware. And when you become more self-aware, then you're able to express more of yourself out there. You know, so, I, you know, it, it, it just starts with you. It starts with starting to do things to help you to become more self-aware about who you are. I mean, there's so many, like, I'm, I'm big on, for me, I'm big on waking up early in the morning. For me, I'm big on exercise. For me, I'm big, I'm big on eating, right? I don't always do it the best, the best way I can. I still got a lot, lot to learn there, but I'm big on all those type of things. So it's really about working on myself. So for me to be able to give to, give to others, for me to be able to share my story, for me to be able to do everything I do, I have to be able to look after me first. No matter what steps you want to take in your life, if your step is to, I don't know, get into the, a better relationship, you know, with a partner, you have to look at you first. You have to start taking care of you first. It's really, and I think for somewhere down the line, sometimes people have been told that that is selfish. Now, that's, we're not talking about thinking that you're the best and you're the only one and nobody else matters, but we're saying to take care of yourself so you can go and do whatever it is you need to do. That's right. And I feel like many women actually struggle with like work-life balance even, you know, do you have any top tips for achieving a healthier balance without actually sacrificing personal or professional goals? Well, what I would say for work-life balance is when you are, when people, when women are working, first of all, as, as I say, the number one tip is recognition. you got to recognize it because if you don't recognize it, nothing's going to, ain't nothing going to happen. You must, 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 must recognize it. So you must step back and start looking at it. I think, Women have to start doing things for themselves, even though it's tiny, but it's like we we say, oh my God, there's only so many hours in the day. If you, there's no way you can't make 10 to 15 minutes to do something that you want to do in the day, even if it's your nails you want to do or whatever makes you feel good. I know when I, when I get up in the morning, I'm all for listening to motivational um, tapes and books and music and, you know, I'm, I'm that because that's what works for me. But it's about doing things that work for you. You know, I've got a friend, she, every time she gets up every morning, 
rain, shine, doesn't matter what it is, she's going for a run. Now, I can't do that. <laughs> That's not going to work for me, but it works for her. It makes her feel good. That's what works. So it's about finding what works for you. And it's all it's always about, and, I, and it goes right back to that know thyself. Know who you are. Once you're totally aware with who you are and what is what works for you and what is better for you, then and spending, and I know a lot of people say, well, I don't have the time. Spending five minutes a day, and you can extend that. Before you know it, when you start doing these things, you the five minutes can change to 10 minutes and it doesn't infringe on other things that you have to do. It doesn't because all of a sudden, because it's benefiting you and you're able to do other things better because you're doing that. Yes, I always make sure I have my morning routine and it my morning routine can vary. You know, uh, sometimes I will work out like extensively, like hardcore. And then some other days I wake up, I'm like, I don't feel like doing that. So I'll just stretch instead. And like yourself, I, I also enjoy listening to podcasts when I'm getting ready, uh, something that's uplifting and motivating me. And I just make sure to eat uh, a healthy, but for me, I can't really eat too much in the morning time. My, my hunger is more at night, which is, <laughs> I'm trying to change that, but I tend to get a little bit hungry at <laughs> night, more nighttime than morning. But at least I'll just like nourish myself with like a, a protein shake or something good. So little practices about something that brings you joy, just do them in the morning. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be like an hour routine. It could be like five minutes, yeah. you know, whatever you yeah, feel like absolutely. it works out for you. Absolutely. And as you talk about routines, um, as much as having a morning routine is, is fantastic, having a nighttime routine is just as, is just as important. Because I think what, another thing is we don't switch off. So we're always on our phones and we're always on our laptops and we're always on some type of um, mechanics late at night. And it is it is said that the melatonin hormone, which helps you sleep, has does not work once you have a phone in your hand just before you fall asleep. It has to be off at least two hours, otherwise you're not getting proper sleep. And as much as we need to eat right, we need to make sure we do exercise, we need to get proper sleep. We need to rest properly. Our bodies need the rest and we need to be able to switch off some of them some of these gadgets late at night. So we need to be doing that as well, making sure that we have an evening routine where we're, you know, we're, we're getting ready for bed. We're settling down. The room is comfortable. We're wearing, I don't know, the eye shutters or whatever, the earplugs that you need, whatever it is you need. You make sure everything's ready for tomorrow morning. So you don't have to worry about the clothes you got to wear the following morning. It's already sorted out. You know, all that kind of stuff. So you have an evening routine as well. So as well as having a morning routine, you have an evening routine. So it kind of blends into each other, you know? Th th those things are really really important and they're really small they're not big 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 things one of the things I do first thing in the morning I think it's really it's 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 such an easy thing to do but it makes so so much of a difference is literally making my bed first thing in the morning because when you make your bed first thing in the morning it's like you've done something so when you go to do something else I've got the hoover in to do you know you just made your bed look how great your bed is you feel better about it like oh yeah this is gonna be an easy it's gonna be a breeze I've done this so I'll be able to do that so it's about like taking those doing some sometimes it's so small it's not even massive it's so small it is yeah I love that yeah making the bed is very important like for me too you know it's like first thing make the bed because it does bring the ambiance a little bit nicer in your bedroom as you're getting ready for your day now um yeah. could you share a success story from your coaching practice where mindset shifts led to actually significant changes in one of your clients's life well here's, here's I had a client um she came to me she had a business and she wanted to like get over procrastination. She was like, okay, I'm really procrastinating. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I need to um, like basically 
move on because procrastination isn't always about it's about not doing what you're supposed to be doing but it's not about not doing because you could do a whole lot of stuff but still be procrastinating because people can keep themselves busy doing nothing that they need to be doing so um she she came to me and we did we did we did a lot of one-to-one work and you know what's really funny is the work I ended up doing with her was all about some of the shifts some of the daily routines we were talking about like some of the getting up early in the morning, making your bed, you know, doing your affirmations, paying attention to the way you're thinking, those type of things. And it actually, because she changed that, it shifted everything else in her business. So she ended up doing a lot better in her business because she started changing other things. So sometimes it's not exactly the thing you think it's going to be. Sometimes it can be something else. And because you've started to give yourself a better routine, you started to give yourself a better schedule, everything else kind of fell into place for her. A lot of my clients, they feel um, that things can't happen for them. They can't make changes in their lives and um, like things are just not, things are not going to change and everything's very stagnant. I did have one client, it was, it was kind of strange actually. We were doing, um, yeah, I've, I've literally got it in my wife, I can't remember the name of it. It's come out, completely come out of my head. You know, when you do... We do all the pictures and you say like, this is what I want, this is what I want, you know, all those different things. Oh, vision board, and Yeah. You know what? That just left my head. I don't know why. It's okay. My head. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's my age. I apologize. <laughs> and when you should, we did the vision board, and it's really funny because when I do when I do vision boards with my clients, I'm like, okay, well, what does it feel like when you're when you're going to be there? So if somebody says to me, okay, I want to be eating heavily, I'm eating better. I'm like, and she's got a picture of, I don't know, a salad bowl or a smoothie or something. I thought, okay, what does that feel like when you're eating better? What does it feel like? What does your body feel like at the time? So we go through the different elements of how, how does it feel? What does it smell like? We go through all those different elements. And one of the things she said, I remember, she said she wanted to spend more time with her family, like um, her parents and her grandmother was very old and she wanted to spend more time with them and I said okay well what would it feel like she goes oh it would be so much fun because the family would be around and we're having all these conversations and literally three weeks later she was leaving to go she said and she had no idea because she hadn't seen them for like I think something like three or four years literally three weeks later she was leaving to go and see her family I was like that's great and she was like I don't know how that kind of came about but it did and it's it's for me, you you manifest what you think about. If you truly think about it and you truly have the beliefs about it, you can manifest it. It can literally come into your life. And I think what people don't realize is, even when we're not man- when we're not planning on manifesting, that's what we're doing. So if we're concentrating on the negative all the time, <laughs> we're concentrating on being broke, we're concentrated on poverty, we're concentrated on how how hard times are right now, and everything is increasing in price, and how we're not going to be able to pay for our bills that's what we're going to get Mm -hmm. we're just going to get exactly what we're focusing on so it's about shifting that focus so a lot of work I do is about shifting that focus but it's it's a lot you know because like even when I do vision boards it's, it's very much about the feelings and what and I use the five senses I'm like what does it smell like what does it sound like like because it's it's that's that's how we react to the world using our five senses so you have to be very aware of everything and how you're feeling not just the pictures of okay more money fancy car or you know what i mean it can't just be those pictures it ha- there has to be more to it because you've got to go through the process physically go through the process 
Yes. And it reminds me like, even like imagining your higher self, you know, how, how does she look like? How does she smell? What is she eating? What is she doing? What is, what is her routine? You know, and, and imagine exactly. envision that is so important. And I, I love the imagination because you can literally create anything with your imagination. You can. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't, you know, they, they say, um, the saying is you have to see it to believe it. No, you have to believe it and then you'll see it. Then yes. you'll see it come into fruition once you believe it. And I think a lot of our beliefs, because they are limiting and they are holding us back. And that's what we're believing. That's what's coming. That's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. So if we've got these limited beliefs thinking that we don't have, that's what we're seeing. So it's about well, believing that, yeah, you can be that person. You can look that way. You can be doing that. You can become the public speaker. You can become whatever you want to become. Yeah. And it's about believing that. And when you truly believe it, that's when you step into it. It's and right. uh, I think, and, and we are evolving people. Like I, I think of um, COVID, the woman that stepped into COVID um, back in 2020 is not the woman that you see sitting in front of you now. It's because we change and we evolve all the time. And that's what we do. Um, and I, the reason I mentioned COVID because COVID was like, I, I did, I, I really, I didn't have a good time during COVID. Being locked up in my house and not being able to go out and the whole mask thing, it was, it was, it was a bit of a hysteria in this country. It was really like big hysteria. And I can imagine like what it was like for you over there. So it was, I, I, I know it was no better, but it's like, um, the, I, I remember during COVID because I was watching the news quite a bit because of what they were saying. So many people dying and blah, 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 blah. I remember having to literally switch off and say, listen, I can't be listening to this stuff anymore. It's, it's just too depressing. It was getting me too down. I was being, you know, I remember having a dream and in the dream, I was standing in a bus stop and a woman sneezed and I felt her breath on my neck. And in the middle of the night, I woke up to go to the bathroom. And after I went to the bathroom, I took a wet rag and put, rubbed it on the back of my neck. And then I was like, Rona, you were dreaming. And I was like, I need to switch this stuff off. It's, it's, it's playing with my mind too much. I literally, I need to switch this stuff off. And that was my answer. I switched, I just, I was like, mm -hmm. nope, I'm not watching the news. I don't want to know. I, I just it's too negative and it's not doing me any good. This is not good for me. Yeah. They said uh, a keys to somebody's success and happiness is one practice is to go ahead and just unplug, turn off the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. You know, especially Completely. the news, you know, especially the news. Oh, so it's, oh, it's just yeah. negative. It's pure negativity. There's nothing, there's nothing positive. It's just pure negativity. I'm not saying people should not know what's going on in the world. Obviously we have to know what's going on. But it's like, seriously, you you can, you can just become depressed just from watching the news. Yeah. Yeah. You can, because it's just, just, and especially because they share it at nighttime too, like right before you go to bed. So if you're literally like watching the news <laughs> before you sleep. And that's what's, it working on, that's what's working in your subconscious. That's, that's what's going in your subconscious and mm -hmm. you, you're continuing it over and over again. Exactly. Uh, yeah and I also you know like I also I, I when I work with um my clients it's always about um it's also about commitments they make to themselves mm -hmm. because I find that we make commitments to ourselves but we break them all the time so you know like we make a commitment to ourselves and we say I don't know like we're yeah. coming up to new year okay so we make a commitment new year's resolution I'm going to go to the gym for the next six months at least four times a week and then we do that 
three months down the line and then we break it and we say oh no I can't be bothered this is too much I'm not doing it anymore and then we get another commitment we make to ourselves and we break it like we're going to learn a language and then we break that and what we don't realize is every time we break a commitment to ourselves it goes into our subconscious and we hold it so every time we try to do something new we create a situation we've we've got that in our subconscious but you don't stay committed to yourself Rona you never do you always break it. So you're not going to do this one. You didn't do the last one. So, and, and that's what we hold. And then we end up in a vicious cycle and it becomes, how do we break that cycle? And for me, I found how I broke the cycle and I, I'm, I, don't get me wrong. I still, I'm still working on it, but how I broke the cycle was I committed to doing something I really enjoyed. And then when I achieved it, I tried to use that strategy with the next thing I committed to do. Because otherwise I will go back. I can, it's easy to go back to what I'm holding in my subconscious. So I did something I really enjoyed, stayed committed to it for over a year. And then when I achieved it, I was like, okay, this is, and so when I go back and go, oh, but you don't usually stick to this. Oh no, no, but I did that. I stuck to that. I did stick to that so I can stick to this. And that's, that's kind of how it, I broke it for me. And it's not an easy thing to do because if you've been breaking your commitments for the last 20 years, you're going to break, it's just, it's almost like automatic. Yes, and just changing, like do things that make you uncomfortable in ways that will provide growth as you evolve. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. it's okay. Just something that you're like, you know what? I don't think I could ever do Like, I, I would have not have thought of it. I was going to have a podcast. Like, if you were to tell me this, like, last year exactly this time, no way. I was just exploring podcasts. I was just guesting on podcasts. I was never thinking, like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and have a podcast. And so it's, you'd be surprised of what you can do as a human being with the, a spirit that's just waiting to shine and just be like, you know what? I'm ready to shine. Yeah. Shine, shine in your light. It's so important. It's so important. Exactly. It's, and it's so important to understand that we are constantly evolving so you, it's not got to be it doesn't have to be the same in the next three years it doesn't have to be the same in the next five years it's 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 an it's an evol evolution it's, it's like getting better and getting better and getting better and getting better yeah it's exciting you are the you are actually the creator of your own story you know you're the ones you're the actor you're the writer to the director and you are creating it so just make sure that you bring in positivity inside your mind with turning off the news first off getting surround yourself with people and individuals who are actually going to be uplifting you and not putting you down the friends that are still Absolutely. saying why are you doing that or questioning like or the naysayers they call them those people don't need to be in your life you can easily just you know what dissolve have them dissolve out of your life <laughs> yeah, you also i mean some for some people because like, like some of my clients they they say you know like the people i have around me <laughs> are negative and some of them are their partners some of them are i don't know mothers and fathers and some yeah it's like well what do I do and I'm like all you do is you just you just either see them less or your conversations around what you're doing is not around you you don't have those conversations with them so you have all the other conversations with them but you don't have those conversations with them and be very aware of the conversations you're having because I think sometimes we can end up in conversations that have nothing to do with us but when people are getting into their toxicity and they're having their negative conversations we're sitting listening to that that is affecting us it's having an effect on us and we have to be aware of these things we have to be aware of all the things that are affecting us and if we're in you know you've been hanging out with I don't know a certain set of friends for a while and all they ever do is complain about men or complain about money or complain about and this is not where you are at and where you want to be then you just gotta move away from it you've got to leave it alone 
And some people, they're like, oh, well, what's happened to you? What's wrong with you? You're so unsociable. No, no, no. I've got a few things I need to focus on right now. You just don't have the conversations with them. Because when you have the conversations with them, then you feel that you have to explain yourself and tell them why and all of that. Don't have yeah. the conversations. Yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> now, for someone who's just starting on their personal development journey, what would you, what would be your top advice to them? Somebody who... Somebody who's just starting. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say start to figure out who you are. Start to start to look at yourself and start to find out who you are um, in, in the world you live in. And I, I would literally break it down to all different types of things. I'd break it down to like your work, um, your career, your social life, your business, your looking at all these areas and where are you in all these areas and where do you fit in all these areas and how things are and are things working the way you want them to work in all these areas? Because yes, we might have like a brilliant personal life, but we might feel that we're totally broke or we might be making loads and loads of finances, but have no friends, you know? So I, it, it's about starting to look, starting to take a, a good look at yourself and then following like some of the routines we talked about earlier starting to look at morning time routines and nighttime routines and what, what are your routines a lot of people when you talk to them they've got no routine they don't I just do what I do you know I get up I go and you know there's no there's no type of like settling themselves down in the evenings or waking themselves up in the morning there's none, there's none of that it's just they do what they have to do and there's got to be something in it for them yeah, it's like we're be. robots or something we're conditioned you know yeah. we're conditioned to be a certain but way all on autopilot <laughs> Yeah, on autopilot. Absolutely. Wake up, be in traffic to go to work, go to work, do our job, have lunch, come home, traffic, you know, <laughs> come to the family, eat dinner, go to bed. It's like, no, there's just so much more than to that than in life than to just have this boring routine of every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so finally, how can uh listeners connect with you for coaching or even you know access your resources on personal development oh, and mindset coaching? Wow. I have, I'm, I've got quite a few social media outlets. I am on um, Facebook, Self-Help Hub for Women, um, 40 and Beyond. Um, I'm on Instagram, Self-Help Hub, at Self-Help Hub for Women. I'm on LinkedIn, Self-Help Hub for Women, for the number four. Um, my website is the selfhelphubforwomen.co.uk. So they're all pretty much the same thing. They probably might say the self-help hub for women. So that's pretty pretty much me. I've got a YouTube channel as well, the self-help hub for women slash personal development. So um yeah, pretty much, pretty much that I will I will send you my details so you can probably put oh, it in. Oh yeah, there. I will have those in the show notes then for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And any last thoughts or anything else you would like to share? Um, I just, you know, I, I can't say anything more to women than start taking care of yourselves, start looking, looking at who you are and knowing who you are for you to start making steps forward. If you want to make changes in your life, just start just looking, just figuring out who you are in the world you are, you, the world you live in, being aware of who you are. And then you can start and then you start looking at things like thoughts and beliefs and all those type of things. But just looking at who you are, where do you fit in? How are things working for you? And if they're not working for you the way they want to work for you, then you start looking to make some changes. And here's the thing about um, wanting to make changes. We all have good intentions. We do. We all have good intentions. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do. But everything we need to do 
we need somebody to help us kind of make us accountable. So like, if we're going to take a driving test, we need to get a driving instructor. If we're going to, if people want to go to the gym and lose weight, they get a trainer. You know, everything you want to do, you get somebody to keep you holding you accountable. Because sometimes we have good intentions and we say, yeah, we're going to do this. And then two days we stop. Mm-hmm. And some of it is that, you know, negative, uh, the negative um, chatter mindset we have. Yeah, the negative chatter we have. But some of it is just like, because we're so not used to doing it. Sometimes we need somebody to hold our hands, literally hold our hands and to take us through it step by step. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing such good, good advice and just value. And I'm sure our listeners are going to appreciate it and start taking these, these steps that you've provided here. So thank you so much, Rona, for everything. And I cannot no wait problem. to see in any upcoming projects that you're going to be having. And I'll look forward to that for sure. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm, it was, I'm really glad to be on here this evening. Very, very glad to be on here this evening. Thank you so much. My pleasure. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1-855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.